Brave Days frontman Eric Knighton is on The Antidote. Thanks for coming, Eric. Thanks for having me. According to the Brave Days bio, you're the lead vocalist. And it also says that you're the useless information aficionado. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why you're here for a talk, because we really don't want to have anything important. Cool. Uh, Yeah, that's what the kids are saying nowadays. That's definitely true. Um, I know a lot of useless information. (laughs) I listen to a lot of podcasts. I used to do pest control and and um, when I would be working outside, I'd just be listening to podcasts. Anywhere from theology to, to legends from different cultures around the world to, uh, to myths or just you know random inventions and where they came from and, and the history behind them. So it's, it's pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the bio reads that same way. So, like, is life too short to be serious? Uh... No, I don't think life is too short to be serious, but I think that in our area of music, there's not a lot of lightheartedness. All our songs are very serious. And so, like, you know, the EP that we're going to be talking about, it ranges from, you know, relationships, mental health to uh, politics, and everything is super serious. And so, but we're not like that as a band. Like, we are such idiots. we we are huge goobers and so um we want to reflect that like we want to make our live shows reflect our personality so we'll be like you know screaming about you know the government and stuff like that and then um will our rhythm guitar player and other vocalists i'll just headbutt him and all kinds of goofy stuff like that like we want to be approachable and fun while at the same time it's like hey guys this is a very serious topic while I smack myself with my microphone or something like that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned one of your other band members, but who all is involved with Brave Days? Okay, so like I said, we have Will Harridge. He's the other vocalist. He's more the gravelly vocalist. He uh, plays rhythm guitar, and he does the majority of the instrument writing, everything except for drums. Um, He and I both do bass parts. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, he, does, he touches pretty much everything except for lyrics. Um, we have Chris Knox. He takes the bass parts that we write, and he makes them so much better. Uh, he's an incredible bass player and everything player. He's also an amazing vocalist, but he refuses to sing with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has an angelic voice, but he will not sing with us. So, <laughs> yeah. You guys just aren't <laughs> worthy of that voice. No, he does his own studio stuff, and um, we're breaking him out of his shell. We're trying. He's like, okay, I'll do some screams. We're working. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get everybody? Oh, we still got two fellas to go. Um, we have uh, Mason Crony playing drums. Uh, he is our human metronome. Uh, and then Will and I gig out to a church here in the DFW area with Mason, and uh, so sometimes we'll have three out of five Brave Days people playing worship, and it is so much fun. <laughs> and just to but, uh, explain, DFW yeah. is Dallas-Fort Worth. Dallas-Fort Worth, yeah. <laughs> Dallas, Texas. All the way up here in Canada, we just don't understand these short forms. This is, yeah, this is weird. This is our first out-of-country anything. We'll see people on Spotify listening from, like, New Zealand and Australia like, oh, that's so cool. And then 
Josh Clifton, our one of our label guys, came up to me and was like, "Hey, uh, you want to do a interview in Canada?" I was like, "What? I don't speak Canadian, though." <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> well, instead of talking languages, why don't we talk about music? Because your band's debut EP, Work in Progress, just released. I want to talk about the title track. Cool. The opening verse says, Here I sit with my last shred of dignity, writing words that I'll sing that I could never speak. The only ones that seem to come out fluently are disappointment and crippling disbelief. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Is that serious? Like you can say something from stage that you can't say in person? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, it's written to my parents. It's a, basically the whole song is is a prayer and it's written from my perspective to my parents. Like try, I'm, I'm trying so hard to, to be, I mean, later in the song, I talk about who the man that you prayed for me to be trying so hard, but it's not what they want. Like it's still, it's still not what they want, but I know that they're proud of me rather me choose a different path in life. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a very serious and heartbreaking thing. And one time I actually cried at an acoustic show that we were playing, we played that, and my parents actually came. They would never come to a full band show, but they came to an acoustic show, and I almost started crying, and I had to turn around real fast. <laughs> and how did they react to that? They haven't said anything. They haven't uh, haven't said anything. I don't know if they've even listened, uh, to be honest, yet. I know my brother-in-law has. He digs it. Brave Days lists the wildest mix of influences I think I've ever seen. The Chariot, <laughs> least of these... Chris Bernsdorf, Lights Go Down, Conveyor, Gideon, Household, Levi the Poet, May, and lots more. Now, yeah. they've all been guests on The Antidote. But here's the weird thing. Their genres range from spoken word to indie rock to hardcore to punk and everything in between. How can they influence Brave Days? Well, man, that's a... Uh, I mean, if you've seen our Instagram and stuff, we... We trended the hashtag North Texas whatever punk because we uh, <laughs> were just like eh, whatever comes out, it's what we're going to do. You know, we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves. That's not art. And so, just to put this into context, I got a video of a song that Will is working on. In quarantine, he has been cranking out songs. Like we have probably an album and a half of stuff written that he mostly he's done. And so we'll have like mathy tapping parts. I mean, like you, you can hear on the current EP actually, because our our lead player I completely didn't mention him. Danny Lakey, one of the best people. He has an amazing heart, and he's an incredible guitar player. Um, is our lead guitar player, but um, we'll do like math rock stuff. And then Chris and I are huge fans of the Chariot. And so he and I will just go ballistic while everyone else is like, you know, nailing their parts. And we'll be, like I said, hitting ourselves with our instruments and stuff. So the live show is, you know, the chariot. We're all, you know, tooth and nail records kids. So, of course, we're going to be influenced by May and Emery and, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're all over the place. Mason used to play in a metalcore band right before this. And so... Danny plays in a math rock band as well that Mason and Danny are both in. And then Chris does really sad emo, twinkly emo stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then I've always done pop punk. And then I used to play bass in a hardcore band. 
and that didn't go anywhere. So I went back to vocals. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's something about Brave Days that throws me. The music is bright and happy, but the lyrics bring in the serious side. You've got bad relationships and rough friendships mm-hmm. that are viewed through a Christian lens. That really comes through on that Cloudy Eyes track. But maybe Ooh. you could tell us the story behind the song. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just cracked open a ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Um, so Cloudy Eyes is pretty intense lyrically. Uh, I was super mad, as you can tell by the lyrics. But um, I was in a band, my old band, with actually the person that it's about used to play bass for us at one point. But um, basically, this was my passion project, as as Brave Days is now. But this was my passion project. I poured everything into this, and I let you guys jump in, and and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna give up some of the you know the control and the decision making and ended up working pretty all right for the first little bit and then we went in different musical directions and i wanted to do more aggressive stuff kind of like what brave days is now and they wanted to do like more mainstream stuff i guess Mm -hmm. and uh basically i just i got kicked out of my own band which was really lame (laughs) and they tried to steal like the social media pages that i made in high school and it, it just did not go well. It was one of my best friends at the time that I, I did everything I could to help him out. Like he was a functioning alcoholic by nineteen. Wow. He was in the military and, and he got he actually got dishonorably discharged because of that. And it's like trying to be there for him and all that. And still he took place as the vocalist and everyone just wrote me off. And it was one of the most heartbreaking things. Like I, I was like, I'm gonna give up everything i'm just gonna get a day job because i was so heartbroken i was like i need to do something else in my life i'm in barber school currently and i love it but i mean still doing brave days (laughs) (laughs) so it's my i feel this way but i'm going to forgive you regardless of if you're going to forgive me back because down the line if you ever come to that conclusion that you want to forgive me and that you think i'm worthy of it it doesn't matter to me anymore because i've said my piece I'm done. And so it's trying to move past that. It's the the first time I've really written something super angry about someone, to be honest. And so it's cloudy eyes. You mentioned something a little bit earlier about emo. And that's what <laughs> I find surprising with your band. Because really, it is punk, but with an emo flavor. Um. Like I mentioned earlier, we're we're all grown up tooth and nail records kids, and so like we're all the the youth group kid that your parents were like, "Don't hang out with that guy." <laughs> um, that's us. We're like just adult versions, and so uh, that's definitely impacted us. The early two thousands were wonderful to you know pop punk and emo stuff, and it's coming back around, man. And I'm so excited because I was never not an emo kid. You got to keep it going. Good for you. Oh, 100%. I want to pull in another of the songs that really hits home. Brave Days questions society on the song God Save the Greed. The tables will turn. Rome will burn. Your time has come. Well, I mean, really, look at what's happening in America right now. So what is this? You're prophetic? Uh, No, this was a total accident. Like, I wrote this a little under a year ago, 
and we fully fleshed it out. It was actually the first with the new lineup, with the current lineup that is Brave Days. This was the first one we all wrote together, which was awesome. But no, not uh, not prophetic, nothing like that. I was just super mad about the, uh, if you don't mind me getting kind of intense for a second. Sure. Um, I was very mad about the inconsistency of American Christians and their politics. I mean, if you're watching everything that's going on in the news, you know, we're we're marching just to stay alive. Like we have police officers killing people for being people. The bottom line is that shouldn't happen in America and Christians should side with the oppressed, not the oppressor. That's just the gospel. But at the same time, they're like, especially in Texas, we have um, Christians that are nationalists, and they're saying, you know, America first, make America great again, stuff like that. Okay, that's cool, but are you seeing that first, or are you looking to Jesus first? And so it's just super frustrating. So all that in context and all that to say, you're a Christian, first of all then you're an American after that. So if you're pro-life and you're a Christian, why are we still going to war for, you know, for oil control? Why are we still going to war for resources? Why are we still sending, uh, we're sending our young people to die, you know, now on the streets of America and we don't need to. Like, if you're going to be pro-life, you need to be pro all aspects of life, not just the womb. And so, sorry, I went, it was a really roundabout way of getting to that. But it, it's, that's basically my frustration is we have people that are pro-life until it comes to that child is hungry and they can't get food to eat. But we, American Christians especially, hate the idea of food stamps. They hate the idea of social services. And we can't even take care of children. Like, it's the widows, it's the orphans, it's the least of these not the band. I think those guys eat pretty well, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the call of the gospel to love them first. But we are making justifications in our politics for nationalism and for our idolatry of a country rather than our true identity, which is a follower of Jesus first and foremost. And so it's just super frustrating. I suppose the future is a guessing game for everybody right now. But what are your dreams for the band? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, personally, like I said, Tooth and Nail Records, kids, it's been my dream since I was, you know, 10 years old and wasn't allowed to wear skinny jeans <laughs> to be on Tooth and Nail Records or one of the subsidiaries, you know. Um, I don't know. I want to I carry on the torch of helping out the I, I made that joke but it's seriously not a joke the the youth group kid who gets into angry music because it's cathartic i want to help that kid i want to help where i couldn't get help growing up just so angry i didn't know where to put it and where to direct that anger and so i tried as best as i could with music and i was like this is it so if i can find that kid and i can be like yo man this is a way better way than just being mad at everything that would be great for me. I want to carry the torch, but also, you know, speak hope and, uh, and to anyone that's hurting. I mean, it's a very dark genre of music and we're there for a reason. 
we struggle with mental health. And so if you're listening to music where they yell at you, you're probably not okay in the head in some degree or another. And so you're going to be listening to punk, of course. And so if someone comes across our music and they hear work in progress and they're like, oh, who's this Jesus fellow? That, that sounds pretty tight. Then as, as much as possible. But um, if it goes past where we're at right now, we didn't even expect to be here, to be honest. Like we didn't expect to make it to, so what, three years since the last time I sent a single to you? Yeah. So if we go to a different label and off Honey Gold, go to Tooth and Nail, that'd be tight. But like, it's not the plan. Like our plan is just to write music and to be friends and to love people and to put on insane shows. If we go further, that would be great. I mean, I sold my car for a van. And so I'm super cool driving back and forth to school in a giant 15 passenger van that I got before (laughs) COVID right before COVID. And so we weren't able to make the maiden voyage like uh, we had plans. And we had three shows that were basically all killer canceled. And so it, everything's on hold for a little bit. But afterwards, we're we're going to hit the road and try to make us the best of what we can. That's cool. Eric, thanks for coming for a talk with The Antidote. And have a good run with work in progress. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on.